If you're just joining us for our first edition of our book club that we're doing here at the Bennett Brothers Podcast, it is the Bennett Brothers Podcast for the Star Wars TV series on Disney Plus, the book of Boba Fett. Chapter 1, Episode 1. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us. We've done the other Star Wars television show on Disney Plus. The other, the one other one. We did uh, the Mandalorian two seasons. So if you want to go check out those. Force Awakens, Rogue One, Solo, Rise of Skywalker. That almost made a a complete sentence. Solo, Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens. Is that a full sentence? I don't know. Maybe you need something else in there. But if you want to hear those previous podcasts, you can take a look at our BennettBrothersPodcast.wordpress.com or any other place you get your podcasts from, and you can catch up because it's going to tie into what we talk about from The Mandalorian and from the other Star Wars movies. So that would be awesome if you can go do that. And if while you're there, if you like what you hear, be sure to give us a nice review or a five-star review or whatever kind of review system they use because that helps us out on our end. If you want to join the conversation, go to facebook.com slash Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Pod or send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're feeling generous and you want to help us out on our end, go to patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. There you donate a little bit of money and you get exclusive access to things called mini casts, which are exclusive to patron members. So go there and that helps us out and you get something extra for your buck and it shows appreciation for us. So we definitely appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate. I just said that word way too many times as I was talking. So now I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> You're way too comfortable. <laughs> I am. So Jerry and I, if this sounds a little different, it's because we are in two different locations. We, uh, we're playing it safe on our ends over here. So we're recording this from separate locations, which is something we haven't done too often, but we've done it before. Joel is in South America right now. I am. The and South I'm of America on, or I'm in on South America? I'm on planet Mars. Uh, he is on the planet Mars. He's eating a Mars bar on planet Mars. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. All right. Boba. Fett. Joel, what does Boba Fett mean to you? Because to me, Boba Fett is 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 an icon of my childhood, hitting me at the right time. I am the person who watched the Star Wars holiday special, made mom and dad sit through that god-awful thing. I got the action figure, sent away for it, saw him in the holiday special, and Obviously, Empire Strikes Back had the book, had the magazine, and he, you know he's the man. He was basically the Clint Eastwood character, the man with no name. Phenomenal character, loved it. Huge impact on me, all the way to the point where he went out like a bitch. I'm going to say that right now because that was George Lucas going. Hey, I don't think anybody really cares. I'm, my children are coming up with names like Poo Poo and Jar Jar that I'm going to use later in the world. But uh, but um, so Boba Fett means a lot to me. What does Boba Fett mean to you? Well, Boba Fett goes back to the idea that some of the coolest characters are the ones who wear masks, right? Snake Eyes, Wolverine, Boba Fett. Masked characters. You don't ever see their faces. Darth Vader. Darth Stormtroopers. Awesome character. You love those kind of characters. Uh, even Sp- Spider-Man. I'd, there was a great thing that uh, I read about Stan Lee who was like, or he said that, you know, Spider-Man's great because he's covered from head to toe, so any kid can believe they're Spider-Man. And that's kind of true. Like, anybody can believe they're a character if they never see their face. If you never see anything about them, I like that idea. Maybe that's why the 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 love for Boba Fett is is so strong because he was such a cool character, 
and you had no idea what was under the helmet. And now, obviously, Boba Fett to me relates is is like what Jar Jar is to you, right? Because that's your generation of, right? What are you talking about? <laughs> my generation and my generation actually didn't have the. You're right in the middle. You you're got right in the middle. I didn't get this. I didn't get to grow up as a child with a Star Wars movie, other than the old ones. I was, Which I were was on TV out of at high our school. house. I was out of high school. You did grow up with them. They were always on. Oh yeah, but the same way you grew up with them too. So like we're well, in the no, same generation. I, I, for the first for the first seven years, they didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. The the episode one, two, and three, I was much older. So Jar Jar or Anakin, I didn't enjoy those as much as say someone who was a kid watching those who can relate more. I guess somebody who would like you know spend twenty four hours out waiting to get in to see hey, them, hey. those kind of crazy people. Hey, hey, that was worth it. That's different. <laughs> see? That's that. I'm not saying I never said I didn't like the movies. I just No, I know I'm teasing. All right. I'm, Jar Jar I'm, 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 I'm shouldn't do this. I'm pulling you off subject. I always do this to you. <laughs> so Joe's yeah. Like, you know, Spider-Man. So that that is that is my feeling of Boba Fett. And I'm telling you, we got such an awesome Boba Fett show called The Mandalorian. That was a kick-ass Boba Fett show. Don't you think so, Jerry? I disagree. Boba Fett is a totally different character. It really is, as we spend more time. So what, what, I'm, what I'm hearing here, people, is that Joel does not like this particular episode as much as I do. And I will also say this is not a perfect episode. This is not as perfect as The Mandalorian stuff, even though there are things in here that are incredible. This was not as good as the week before watching the finale of Hawkeye. And that's shocking because usually the Star Wars stuff kind of pops a little higher than the Marvel things. Am I correct in saying that you didn't enjoy this? I, as much it, as I it is very lacking. It's so funny you said that, you know, Boba Fett is a different character. This Boba Fett is a different character than the Boba Fett from the movies. Like, this isn't, I don't know who this character is I'm watching. This is, this is, uh, this Jango is uh, this is Aqua this is Aquaman's dad doing stuff. It wasn't is this it wasn't Fett? Fett. Uh, it, it is Jango Fett. It is Jango Fett. You're right. Uh, and I it's not that this can't get better. I just I have some disappointments. But as we've been talking, things are starting to pop into my head, uh, which are starting oh, to make some good. sense. I'll, I'll I'll mention that a little bit. I'll mention that as we start as we get into this. But yeah, I I was. I think this episode is it, it drags at certain points. I think the character of Boba Fett is not what I wanted. Compare this I, to and, the Boba Fett that you spent last year with like three or four episodes of the yeah. Mandalorian. Oh, he was awesome. It, that, so that, it's that, that one character was awesome. you liked you liked the whole scene in the first second season where he shows up without the helmet on. We spent the whole episode with him running around because I know we love the helmet. But we love that episode. We loved him mm-hmm. killing people, right? Yeah. For some reason, this episode doesn't have the same. Maybe it's the the pacing of the story, the storytelling. There are things it I has really to tell. It has to. It has to tell the in between. Yes, there you are know, things think about how much. Time there are things I love about. That. There's things I love about this episode. Don't get me wrong. The opening, I absolutely love. But I'm I'm in a weird place with Star Wars outside of the Mandalorian, like the the the, the, the sequel movies. Are Rogue One. good. Rogue One. I love Rogue One. I'm talking about seven, eight, nine. Uh, are Clone Wars TV good. series, the Bad Batch. Ba- Bad Batch is good. Visions was. I haven't even finished it. I hate it. Yeah, I, I hate it, Jerry. It's like, ooh, look at this awesome animation. I know. We're not we're these, we're diverting. Stay here. No, no. This is in the me. Star Wars universe, so I'm, I'm letting you, I'm letting you know that I'm watching the Marvel universe, where I'm watching everything, even if it's the weakest thing there is. Hit it out of the ballpark. 
hit it out of the ballpark every time. Yeah, you've and also now picked I'm watching, the 1.11% but, but of I'm, you know, the but greatest I'm wa- thing. I, can't, I have to compare Star Wars to, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Those are the only things I can compare it to. They both have compare this Compare to the, uh, the DCFU. I can, and this is more like that. This is what this is what some of the later Star Wars has felt like. Like they're trying to do something, and it's missing. It's missing. And I'm not agenda I, you know, stuff. I've t- I, the J- Django stuff has been. Uh, no, I know agenda uh, stuff. Having oh no, I don't think, like I don't know about the agenda you know, stuff. I I because but I the last Jedi I've made my I I thought that was bad when we saw it, and I, we have a podcast on that, and I still am not a fan of that movie. I think that movie has big flaws. I'm again not a fan of Visions. You didn't like uh, re, uh, Resistance, the cartoon show, because you thought it was for it was kids. aimed for four year olds. Yeah, was. That's but I mean, I'm just saying, like, we could there's a we just listed three big things, or at least I did. That are like not good compared to like the Marvel where I can't pick it apart except for Inhumans and that's a whole different ball game, right? Yeah, it's and not that was that thing. was like that was a long time ago too. So I don't know. I, Star Wars, I, I luck. I, I thank God the Mandalorian exists because that really is a solid, solid show that is really good. But man, and it is. It, look at that. the Mandalorian. You almost have to look at the Mandalorian and Rogue One to a certain extent that that is the iron man moment that's the moment where it's like starting from there the the other stuff just you know for whatever reason but i mean so well it's interesting to also say and now but see now here we go boba fett this is spinning out of that mm-hmm. you know an incredible you know like one of the greatest characters that we've all wanted and already out of the gate you're disappointed yeah because there's yeah. not uh, I don't, you know, Mark Hamill coming back as a, well, as a as younger we, version. As a, we talk about this, as we as we go through this and talk about it, maybe maybe I'll, I'll, just, I'll explain my position, but maybe you'll convince me otherwise. As I'm looking through like some of the credits on this and all that, John Favreau is the writer of this, creator and writer. I don't see Dave Fellini's name involved in this. I'm sure he had some input on this, but I don't see him as being a writer or anything in, with this the book of Boba Fett, and I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. We'll find out. I mean, you could probably go back and look at The Mandalorian and realize how much Favreau actually did to that, too, and be surprised. Well, no, I bet that, but Dave Fellini had a huge part of The Mandalorian. I, I, I don't think that is as bold a statement as you can make, because he was a director on a couple episodes, and I'm saying, if we actually went down and looked at those Mandalorians, one, two, three, you realize, oh, actually, Favreau was doing most of that, and Fellini came in more on the second season. We might be surprised by that, saying, I don't know. Yeah, no, you might be right. You might be right. I was just, I'm wondering, because Dave Fellini is the Star Wars nerd. He loves Star Wars, and like that's why we talk Favreau about is, too. I think he is, too, but I think Dave Fellini is. The, he rose up through the ranks, and, like, you know, he's the All guy right. who took over Star Wars. So, who I want, who should have more of a say in Star Wars, because he's really, he knows what he's doing. So, okay. So, uh, now, again, this is the first of six episodes. Does it have a title? Or is it just... One? Yes, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. Okay, again, 38 minutes, which is really like 35 minutes total of, of, of footage. This is, it's almost, it's, it's, this is literally a chapter of a book or part of a movie at the end of the day. It's going to be really hard to say, oh, this is my favorite. We talked about this last time with Hawkeye. What, how does it stay in? to looking at a movie and going, oh, I love the third half hour of Endgame and the, th- and the sixth half hour. It could be, in, it's like a weird, you know, it's not so episodic. And this one is definitely not very episodic as far as it looks to me. Um, yeah, let's, let's break it down. 
Break it down. So this episode is directed by Robert Rodriguez. He directs all of them or some of them? I don't know. If you're asking me or if you're just making a statement. I'm asking. I I do not know if he directs them all. Robert Rodriguez directed the Boba Fett episode of The Mandalorian from season two. Yeah. The one where Boba Fett was introduced. Uh, He did that. And he also did Shark Boy and Lava Girl. (laughs) Jerry's favorite. So we're going to start this episode off in Jabba's palace. We see it empty. Not a lot of action going on. I like this. Good setup for stuff here. And we see Boba in a bantha, uh, a bantha tank, which is one of the healing Baca. tanks. Baca, thank you. Baca tanks, which is a healing tank. This one's, this one's laying on the side, not horizontal like we saw in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, yes, I think that's probably budgetary. Makes sense. It's probably easier to deal with. But um, also, at the very beginning, um, my son pointed this out, the opening graphics when we see all of the different droids and helmets, we also now see Fennec Shen's helmet in okay, there. Okay, I didn't see her Bo- helmet in there. I, I did. She's the second to the last, because the last one is Boba Fett. Okay. I didn't. So those two are added at the end. Cool. That's good to know. Do you see her well, eyes in- through the helmet? Which well, no, I think, you just see I, the helmet. Which is, which is, I know why they do it, because you, want, cause you can see her eyes, but like... If she had a dark visor over that, I think that would look cooler. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at the helmet. Look at. I mean, I. I, I you're talking about helmets, but think about um, Carrie Russell's character in Rise of Skywalker. She has a helmet on the whole time, and she takes it visored down for like all of five minutes. That's a weird. It's <laughs> a weird <laughs> choice. Weird everything about that. Okay, we have a flashback to Camino. Episode two, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. Yep, and then we get, got to a flashback of. Uh, Jango Fett's head being cut off and Boba lifting up the lifting up the helmet. I know you you sent this and I've seen it before. There's a great meme where they pick, he picks up the helmet and the head falls out, the decapitated head, mm-hmm. and it's very funny. But we get we get a new shot. You see here. his head flying in the shadow when when Mace Window cuts okay. his hel- head off. Because you do see a hel- a head go one way shadow wise and the helmet go another way. Good because it, so this is a. A scene, a shot from that movie, only a different take. Apparently, it is a new wide angle. And then they do an over-the-shoulder shot, which they shot specifically for this episode. Yes. And if the, you look uh, at the, the over-the-shoulder, the, the man, the, I'm sorry, the the, uh, the kid who played Young, young Boba Fett yeah. is in the credits because of this. And if you, they do an over-the-shoulder shot, and if you look into Jango Fett's helmet, you can clearly see there's no head in there. So. It's good that you, I yeah, didn't. Again, I never again. knew the head went flying, so that's fine. Yeah, if you watch, yeah, if you watch the, uh, if you watch the movie, I remember when this came out. I once was on DVD or Blu-ray. You'd be like, oh, there, there's a shadow. There's, there it goes. It's very similar to trying to watch the chapter episode three when he takes off Anakin's two legs and ar- and one arm, mm-hmm. and it's 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 milliseconds, but they put that in there because it's extremely graphic. But they have to do it, so you kind of like you kind of see shadows or things kind of fly off if you go frame by frame. You're like, oh, there goes his legs and his arm. Give me some of that graphic stuff. I think there's been decapitations all over Star Wars. Like that's okay. I'm okay that's, with you it. You got to keep that PG thirteen as long man. as it's not bloody. Thing- as long as it's not bloody. All right, so we, so we finally in this part. This is the best part of the episode. Probably the best part. Of the, it's going to be the best part of the series, I bet. But we'll see. We get to see the aftermath of Return of the Jedi and Boba Fett falling into the Sarlacc pit, or as my spell correcting did here, the salad pit. The salad pit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love uh, correct. So this 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 scene was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. We get to see 
you know, him struggling inside there. There's a stormtrooper in there. Obviously, there was no stormtroopers during the battle on Jabba's uh, uh, barge. But that stormtrooper could have been thrown in there or put in there at any time because it takes thousands of years to digest uh, someone. And so we get to see that. We uh, He ends up... he Boba Fett has a... In the previous movies, he has a cape and Wookiee braids. I'm assuming those get dissolved here in the Sarlacc picks. We don't see them. Yeah, but he obviously he takes the oxygen tank from the stormtrooper to give himself oxygen, which... For me, as a kid, watching that movie and C-3PO makes the kind of thing, you know, you learn a new form of pain as you're dissolved for a thousand years. I'm like, wait a minute, how did that keep you alive for a thousand years? Like, <laughs> it's really not a new form of pain because he was going to, like, lose oxygen mm-hmm. probably within another minute and a half and be dead. It's like, yeah, falling in there, you really don't feel the pain. And then your body starts dissolving, I guess. But regardless... He gets the oxygen, and then when he uses his flamethrower, people will always wonder, it's like, oh, is he going to shoat the, the rocket jet pack, pack out, yep. you know, jetpack shooting out? But we know his jetpack is damaged, so he can't take off at any time with this thing. But yeah, he, he uses the flamethrower, and we see the flamethrower. He punches through the wall, but then we see the flames engulf his hand. So the flames, at this point, you have to assume are what's the cause of all the burns. It's not like he's got acid on him. It's like he got burned by the flamethrower is how I took it. Interesting. I'm not. Sh- I'm not exactly sure why he's all scarred up, because it's under his helmet as well. It's on his head. So you ha- I mean, again, the assumption is that it's from the fire. I mean, yeah, we never saw him before this in t- in the timeline, but clearly he's also in a a baka tank. Uh, five years later, you know, in the in mm-hmm. the present day, quote unquote present day, which is five years later. Yes. The the Mandalorian is five years after Return of the Jedi. This so he, he punches right his way he punches his way out of the Sarlacc pit, the sand. Looks like the Sarlacc and, is dead. And I agree with that. And he has his white shirt on, his white undershirt, and it's got holes in it. So some of the stuff could have gotten into there. Because really his armor is just <laughs> it's just a, like a chest plate covering and some other little bit of yeah. coverings and a shirt. <laughs> but you assume you assume also again uh, the way I the way I took it Again, we don't think he has actual. Um, it's not Bespin armor. What, what, what does the uh, what does the Mandalorian have? That's completely the, the, all the shots bounce right off of, so he's not mm-hmm. really good at dodging shot. What's that called? I thought it was. Oh, see, yeah. it's not Bespin. I'm sorry. Anyways, I you know I, I I took it the approach that the fire came through, and either you know it burned his helmet, got it all hot, so that it actually you know burned his skin. That's how I took it. Yeah, I mean, it could. It, there, I think there's. I don't think we have a clear answer for it. Because it, it, Beskar armor is the name. Beskar, of it. yeah, I mean, Bes- I'm like. You, Bes- could, you also could just said Mandalorian armor too. That been. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, he basically he gets burned up, comes out, crawls up. However long it's been, it clearly hasn't been weeks, but it's been long enough. He gets out. Then the Jawas show up, which we know the Jawas well, have his well, armor for, from before, last before the season. armor. Before the Jawas, we get to see. Uh, through his helmet, his point of view. That's a terrible point of view shot because <laughs> you see through the T, and I'm like, you can't even see anything. <laughs> like it blocks all his vision above him. No wonder he didn't see. No wonder he uh, didn't see anything going on around him because that helmet oh, is I very see. That's interesting. I always try to look at the helmet because you, when he puts the helmet on, you hear the you know, like the sound mm-hmm. effect and everything. I always like. Hopefully, it's got the technology of like an Iron Man thing where he can see mm-hmm. all around. Exactly. 
But obviously, from the point of view, it does not have that. But that could just be the camera point of view. So you mentioned the jaw was also maybe maybe the maybe the helmet is not functioning because of the fire. So now he can only see through the T versus having a better view. I'm in. I like it. Uh, you 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 mentioned you also that. saw that he used his antenna to use it as a flashlight when he was in the in the solid pit, which I mm-hmm. thought was interesting. The Jawas take his armor, like you mentioned, and they take off his helmet, and we see his face. Now you're right; his face is also his whole head is scarred up. I'm thinking Vader like. <laughs> I'm thinking they did this so they don't have to de-age him. Why would you think he needed to be de-aged? Because uh, this is supposed to be you said five years after Return of the Jedi. Yes, but so Boba maybe, Fett maybe was six born. Years? Boba Fett was in. Uh, he's the You're same right, he's age a clone. He's as a... Anakin Skywalker, roughly. So he should be pretty old. You're right. So they won't have to. They'd, they just, a, have, to, they just have to. They just have to age him six years. But we talked about this. He in the movies looks so much slighter, so much. I don't want to say skinnier because because what happens in this is he goes from the white shirt to a black undershirt, and I don't know why they do that other than I, well, I would speculate because it makes you look thinner. Thinner because but, if, you but watch Jedi, if you watch if you watch Return of the Jedi, you know Jeremy Bullock who played was the main guy who played him in that movie. He's a much slimmer guy. Oh yeah, much slimmer, and the and helmet not, looks and it's everything not like, sits slimmer. And it's not like he's you know a, a fat guy. Out he's jacked. No, he's not. Because we see him yeah. in the tank coming out of the tank. So I, I'm, but I'm wondering if there's like symbology between him going from the white I shirt think they, to the black I shirt. I think because him being so much bigger, they probably maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe you take the armor and make it, a, you know a few centimeters bigger or whatever so it sits so it doesn't I look think, so he's big i don't know i wish you know what I, i'm i have the still we're I have picking still, at a very nitpicky I know, thing I, though, really. but, but this is this is one of the things about this show that it doesn't feel like boba fett it feels it feels like a clone or it feels like Django fett it doesn't feel like boba fett and i i'm wondering this, this I'm is just weird trying to you're, not, you're losing you're losing me on this because our version of boba fett is is like five minutes of screen time before all this, really. So it's five, you know, five minutes, but 20, 30 years, <laughs> 30 40 years. years and playing 40. with it, 40 years and playing with the toys. And you know, like it just, it feels different. Well, but I think but, also what they're trying to do with this is you take the character who's the cool guy in the background all the time. And now you're going to make him the head, make him the front the star of this, which, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and he's a bad you take guy. A movie like Solo, you take Solo, who's the cool back secondary guy, and you make him the star. It's like, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's it's interesting. And so, consequently, I think they also don't want him to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. They want him to be a morally gray guy, but they there, don't. Think, and you and I you can always like argue they're... that he wasn't. You can argue that he wasn't a bad guy before, or he was. But he was with Darth Vader, and then he was with Jabba the Hutt. So mm-hmm. by association, he was always assumed to be a bad guy. Who you kind of said. Does he have a moral clause? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see more of that, but and you and you finally with the prequels, you kind of got the idea of why he was this way because of his father being killed. So there is some of that mm-hmm. that helps justify it. But I think we're now in the transition period of hey, he's a bad, he's a guy who if he has to, he'll kill you. But his first instinct is not to do that. And we may have assumed because of the five minutes of screen time that he was always going to do that. It's hard to say. Do you, do you feel in this first episode in any way is he gray? In this first episode, uh, only when he shoots the one guy and makes him explode. 
the guy that was trying to kill him yeah he kills him yes that 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 did it's like he's he's taking a choice but other than that he's a good guy also here's the thing in in the present day in the five years later which we've only spent in this episode maybe 15 minutes with maybe 20 at the most we don't know what he's done in those five years since we saw him save fennec shen in season one and where he is after he calls out the solid but we're going to be getting that backstory living with i'm assuming the tuscan raiders living with them and maybe that helps justify he's going to learn a new way to do things that he wants to do this so maybe that's the approach i don't know if there would have been a better way of that's... him showing it with when he was a prisoner of the tuscan raiders maybe if the rodian had tried to go with him and he punches him knocks him out because he's going to you know like because right there from the very beginning as we're going to get into there he's being a better person already yeah the way he the way yeah, so maybe that's the part that's in, i mean if they show his growth of his character to becoming a good person it's fine that being said i don't think i ever needed the growth of boba fett like i don't need you do if he's going to be the head if he's going to be the star of a show that you want to go yes it, it's not the sopranos it's not the sopranos like, you go, i hope yikes i hope at, I, at some point, point you kind of root against him you know uh, it's hopefully like a we get point. the growth of dengar and the growth of the boss like I, I didn't i don't need the growth of boba fett I well, just that, need Boba is, Fett you, you being get, cool. Again, yeah, well. Yeah, I, it's it, <laughs> Han Solo it's so, was cool, and then they made a movie about him, and that worked out. Know, it, it's so funny. We talk about the Snake Eyes movie and how bad that was, and it's like, just keep the mask on Snake Eyes. It's like, just keep the mask on Boba Fett, and <laughs> you can do it. We saw a movie, we saw a TV show called The Mandalorian where he took yeah, it off like three it is, times. It is strange. You're, you know, that is a really good point. Is we can we, we're, we're seeing this guy, this actor. In the flashback, he totally can be out for the first, you know, for the five years in between. He doesn't have the helmet. We know that the helmet is taken with the Jawas, which will eventually show up with the marshal and everything. So the fact that he's out with that with no helmet, then that's fine. The fact that we spent so much time with that actor in episode two and episode three, the movie episodes where we saw his face, that's kind of cool in in that respect. But yeah, it is about the helmet and him walking around without the helmet i i do feel like we're going to get to the point where he went he went to the the twilix uh place and he, he gets his helmet clean but it was really just a way to get money in the helmet which i thought was a kind of good mm-hmm. cover for that but yeah at a certain point you go like i don't want to see him grimace maybe you can take the approach of iron man where you cut to robert downey jr's face but not having to see it all the time until they yeah, i i doubt they're going to do that That'd oh, be i nice, know i get but... it i get it so we he gets captured now by some sand people. They don't look like the normal sand people we've always seen. These kind of look a little bit different. They're a little bit more diverse, I guess. And then we get our opening <laughs> opening title. We finally got to it. Yeah, what did you think of the music that's done in this, which is done by the same guy who did The Mandalorian and also done by the guy who did the music for Black Panther, which I remember I think you called mm-hmm. out at one point that sounded like that. I'm like, yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy it. I like it. I like it. I, I mean, the open the the theme song for the Mandalorian is easy for me to remember. So hopefully, the Book of Boba Fett theme song kind of sticks in my head. Uh, the way the Mandalorian well, it should be playing does. behind us while we're talking here because I do have it. Book of Boba Fett, Ludwig Granson. Awesome. So we we we're in the we're in the, the desert. Camp. Yep, man, they do a good job of making Tatooine feel hot. As I'm watching this, I'm like, God, it just looks so hot in this planet. That room that they're in. Yeah, that giant room they're in. Oh, it's so hot. Uh, hey, by the way, speaking of under masks, I wonder if we're ever going to see what a Tuscan Raider looks like under their 
No, I don't mask. want to see that. I don't want to see a Jawa. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see a Jawa what, either. What do they take off the mask and they just have big mouths like the mouths? Of the, the, the comics mask. have done that. The comics have done that. You know, actually, I've got a comic that has Boba Fett back in the '90s where he took it off and he wasn't human. And that was in, that was around for a while. Was he a rabbit? No. The, the no, he, Marvel he was not comic a green with the rabbit. No, okay. he was. He was not. He was not jumper. That is a name. Yeah. So Boba Fett is tied up. He's next to the um, the Rodian. And he escapes, and he beats up a Mastiff, but the Mastiff is the creature. That's the name of it. Mastiff. So he doesn't... Yeah, I'm calling it a dog. He doesn't kill the dog. Well, it's a Mastiff. In fact, he, kind of, he kind of pets it a little bit. So, again, I'd look at this as they're trying to make him a good guy on the show. Yep. Versus just ripping it apart. But we'll find out. Also, here's my question to you. We see the one guy, the Tusken Raider, who is the leader... And he's got another smaller one next to him. Do you think that's supposed to be a female Tuscan Raider? It is. Well, the actress is female, so I'm assuming Okay, it's- because we all watched Star Wars Episode 3. Mm-hmm. Or was it Episode 3 or three, Episode yep. 2? It was 3, where we saw what female Tuscan Raiders look like. They have a helmet. You know, they, they, they're, they're, it's totally different helmet. They all have the same one. They don't go out with the fights and everything like that. Now, obviously, we can say that this is a different nomadic tribe, so they have different choices. I wonder if that's a difference of 20 years from where George Lucas wrote it this way to now when we want to have this, we need to have mm-hmm. uh, more diversity. It's a different tribe. Like I think it's a different yeah, tribe. But I, mean, you, but but I like it. It is contradicting the only thing we've ever spent time with, with the Tusken Raiders, and now is it done this way? You know, for that reason, or is it you know something else? I'll be curious how they handle that, or if it's even addressed. Yeah, I we'll see. I I like it. I like the looks of them, so I'm okay. I'm totally okay with the look of them. I love so, the looks of them. I like. So, I never really cared for the female looks of that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it because I do like, uh, you know, the strong female in there. I was just comparing it to mm-hmm. what they've told us up to this point. Sure, sure. No, I agree. Boba Fett then has a fight with one of them. Which I always, in these kind of fights, I always like, when like the other one's waiting for him to attack, I'm always like, why didn't he just hang back and like wait for her to attack? Right. <laughs> well, he, he gets beaten real easily. So, and then this got me thinking, and as we, this is How I much has he been earlier. eating and drinking also? Exactly. He, he could know. be very tired. He could be very exhausted. He gets beaten easily. But Covered let's in be, burns. let's be real. We always thought Boba Fett was a badass. But we've never seen him really fight hand to hand. And the only time we ever saw him got into a, get into a fight. He gets hit in the he gets hit in the jetpack and falls in the Sarlacc pit. So Boba Fett was never like a fighter, right? Well, if you go by Jango Fett and then you go by the clones, I guess. If you go Jango yes, Fett and the clones, I but like I, I, I was I was I got so mad because I'm like they make Boba Fett look like a little a little he just looks like he's he's not a badass. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. He's not a badass. He gets beat up a lot in this episode, and but then again, I'm like. Well, he got beat up a lot. He got the one time he had the fight, he got beaten up, and he got put in a sarlacc pit. So maybe, oh no, that's why I said at the beginning he, he got he got killed like a, a little bitch. It was terrible. Yeah. So this sends us to present day again, five years later, where we see him in the Baca tank coming out. Which again, I'm taking it that the fact that they have him in the tank is because uh, the actor does not want to be wearing you know going to makeup every day. So if they could get that get that off of him, he'd be much happier than yeah, having right? all that scar makeup on him. So. There's a good line here where Boba tells Fennec that the dreams are back. So he's obviously he's been with Fennec for a while, and he's able to tell. He's like, "Hey, the dreams. I got, you know." This How much is time do you think has passed since Mandalorian season two? The last time, the the the, the little tail end where he came and he couple killed, months. He killed what was uh, Bib Fortuna. He Bib Fortuna, him. yeah, a couple months maybe. So it takes a while for that back tank to heal him. Then 
Uh, so he, yeah, it, well, that's what I'm wondering. I don't know what that. Also, he's had those that. scars for five years. Mm-hmm. How do scars heal after five years? That's a real good question. Versus, there's a lot. I, I hope know. they answer this because I think that, that we're going to see the backstory of him with the Tuscan Raider clan. So he puts on. He's, he gets dressed. He has the droids help him get dressed. I like that he has powered laces from Back to the Future for his boots. That's exciting. Jacket drying. Your jacket is now dry. <laughs> and then they go to the tributes. Some, the tributes, yes. We get to see the torture droid from Return of the Jedi. What's 88, its name? 8D8. And that's not 8D8. the one that actually talks, going, ah, you're a feisty one. You know, no, this is it the isn't. one we see in the background it's that's the taking the power similar. droid. And, yeah. It's very similar. And the voice the voice is by the human Matt man, Perry. Jackie Daytona. Matt Barry, the star of... Uh, it's Jackie Daytona, Jerry. <laughs> Toast of London and What We Do in the Shadows. Fantastic. IT I crew as well. More, hopefully they'll use him more in this episode, or in the show. One of the tributes that comes to him is Doc Strassi. He's the tra- uh, Trandoshian. Trandoshian. This was after... The first one was, uh, was, a, was the race that was the walrus man. Mm-hmm, the, the walrus, yep. He doesn't <laughs> like you. I don't like you either, yeah. I just wanted to point out, I don't know if you know this, but that... Doc Strassi, he's voiced by Robert Rodriguez. So Robert Rodriguez does the voice. And what is the only famous Trandoshian we know at this point? Bosk. Correct. Correct. So after them, we get to what it turns out to be. We thought it was going to be the mayor, but this is the mayor's... Uh, before that, I also like to mention that Bob, uh, when Bob was like, we really need a protocol droid, which is the same thing Jabba needed with C-3PO. So there's a nice oh, little callback. Oh, oh, oh. oh, nice. Well done. Well done. You should have left it at that. I know. Yes, yeah, so we meet <laughs> Mock Shays's Major Domo, who's played yes. by David Pasqui- Pasquizi, who was in. I saw Veep. his face. He's very fit. He was yeah, in Veep. He was the. Uh, he was her husband. And oh uh, yeah, fun oh note, that's it. Fun note: yeah. he's been in a ton of stuff, but going back, he was in the movie Groundhog Day. He was the psychiatrist. Yes, so. he is. Holy moly, <laughs> that's crazy! Him and General Zod were in Groundhog Day. <laughs> that's awesome. They he comes in. Uh, he's saying the mayor like doesn't want to show up. Well, we we know that story a bit. We don't need to talk about that. And then they bring yeah, in he, some Gamorrean guards. Interesting thing here. I mentioned this in the Mandalorian. The Gamorrean guards just look different. They don't they look, look as big. Thinner. You want to know they why? Look thinner. Why? They were originally going to be shirtless in the Return of the Jedi, but the prosthetics didn't look good. So that's why George Lucas had them wear the armor that made them look bulkier. Interesting. So, so that was the reason. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But you know what I would like to see? I'd like to see at least one show up in the armor. Just oh, for yeah. like, oh, you know, just just show me the variety. Like you know, not every we, one of them is thin now. Didn't we see them in the armor, though, in Mandalorian when they were at the fighting ring? I remember them being the thinner ones also. Then. I know. They were definitely the thinner ones. I'd like to see the, yeah, the, the fat Gamorrean guards. <laughs> So I like the fact that he keeps them and yes. uses them. So that's great because he, he needs he needs to have some muscle. Mm-hmm. And now we now go to a great scene of Mos Espa. Mos Espa is the home of Anakin Skywalker. It is where Episode One took place. And then everyone yes. here, Bowman needs to wear his damn helmet. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, fun. he's walking the street with the helmet. Also, are you going to talk about the robots? He's carrying it though. Yeah, go ahead. You can mention them. Uh, that we see some robot dogs walking around to get stuff, and we, you know, like within this world, we're thinking it's obviously going to be computer generated, but in fact, those are real 
robot dogs that have been added some stuff onto them, which I thought was kind of cool. I still go back to when they first showed the trailer for episode seven, and we're like, "Wow, look at that! Look at that CGI BB-8! What? A, look at that droid! That's so cool looking!" And then they're on stage, and the BB-8 droid comes out. And we're like, "That was <laughs> real!" <laughs> we both had the same reaction. All right, so they enter a cantina. And what do we, we see? Oh, oh we music. See, we see Max Rebo. He made it out. Which, he made it. He made it off of the Java's sandbox. Yeah. So hopefully the other one didn't make it off. <laughs> that guy's the singing one with the mouth hanging. <laughs> the computer generated uh, with one the, with the tonsil in the back or the yeah. whatever that thing He's is called. In the, back. The, oh. the, the the girl, the the female singer, Cy Snoodles. I remember. I think that's Cy Snoodles. And then there was a guy who played a a, a pig looking guy who played a like a clarinet or something. Well, the, we the, the, and the, the dancer, fun fact with Return of the Jedi, the dancer, when they redid the special editions later on, they were able to get her to come back and do the same scene, do some more, film her in the scenes in her costume again. She yeah, she really looks age. the same. Speaking of not aging, that brings us to uh, the lady of the place nope, here. No, before that, nope, one more thing, because you pointed this out to me. We get our appearance of the Star Wars, Star Tours droid. Yes. The droid in Star Tours Max. at Disney World. Uh, no, I don't remember the name. Uh, Voiced the, by Pee Wee Herman. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, he makes his appearance in this episode, so it's cool to see them bringing that back. We're seeing a bunch of protocol droids going around with trays, very mm-hmm. similar to Jabba the Hutt, which I thought was an interesting. Somebody else had said somewhere that it's like it seems like a real waste of these droids that were really designed for being on you know ships. Starships, yeah, astronaut. Yeah. Uh, Astro-navigation Astromech droids. droids, yeah. Astromech, yeah. So you're mentioning we get we get introduced to the character. He didn't take of, his helmet off until he got inside the. Place, no, no, by the he way. was no, no, he was walking through the city. Joel, the city without his helmet. I'm off. watching it as we speak. He did not take his helmet off until they came into the building. I have it on the screen in front of me right now. Oh, that's right, because Fennec was wearing yeah. her helmet, and I'm like, why am I looking at her eyes? <laughs> so <laughs> they took they yeah. So they obviously they gave their helmets to a couple of Twi'leks who are going to go put some tr- coins in them, like we said, and then they're greeted by who? Garza Fwip, who is played, played by, by Jennifer Jennifer Beals from Flashdance and the Book of Eli. And fun fact. She looks incredible. She was also in the movie Four Rooms, which has a scene, uh, a segment directed by Robert Rodriguez. But oh, she that, is there's not, the connection. She, there no, no, it is. But, but she's not in that segment. <laughs> yeah, but he was involved with that. So, he was involved yeah. in it, yes. She was actually in two segments. Um, so Four Rooms, if you've never seen it, eh, you're not missing much. And then, yeah, so they he meets up with her, and I think her character is going to be a bigger character in the show, or we might see her again at some point. Oh, I definitely believe so. You don't, yeah, you because don't pick an actress. She go, he, they go there, and she pays tribute to him by giving him money in his helmet. But there's also a little bit of a snarkiness, like, oh yeah, you killed Bib. Uh, you're the new guy. Well, here's your money, but you yeah. know who else? You know, she's not really impressed by him in any way. They exit the cantina. And they get attacked by a bunch of assassins, a bunch of terrible assassins who just surround him and don't try to kill him. <laughs> you surround were they them. trying to? Were they trying to capture them? I get maybe, maybe they don't have I don't blades. Know. I mean, they have, they have, they have basically they have the the same kind of staffs that we saw Palpatine have. No, I'm sorry, General uh, General Grievous had, which are the droids that had those things that could mm-hmm. fight against lightsabers. They got these powered. They're not exactly the same, but they're all about having powered ending staffs that they're trying to, you know, zap our quote unquote heroes. And then they're kind yeah. of fighting. It's a stiff fight. I'll give you that. You know, it, well, it's a stiff fight. 
uh, Boba is not badass again. He he is very he gets taken down quite easily. I did really enjoy the scene when the Gamorrean guards showed up and started kicking some ass. I thought that was really awesome. I you know I want more of those. You know who the cool characters are now? The Gamorrean guards. Let's see more of that. Well, it's, I mean it's also possibly designed to show like these guys are a real threat. And you know I mean think about that. Sometimes you have to have your villains or your your antagonists have to do something in order for you know like. We're like, oh, okay, now our heroes or our main characters have actually beaten somebody worthy of being beaten. So yes. maybe. And then we there are some cool fight scenes in there when they throw when they when she throws one of the guys on top of the shield and he's like being electrocuted on it. I thought there was some cool stuff in there. But then Fennec Shan uh Ming Na Wen puts her helmet on so it's not her anymore. And then we get a pretty badass parkour sequence here, I thought. I thought it was really cool watching her run around the tops of uh well, he also blew that one guy up, yes. too, before. And then she takes off at him. And then he needs to be taken back to the palace to be put back in the tank. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's still... Although, she, again, we saw him really be badass in The Mandalorian, so... Yeah. So she ends up capturing one of the assassins alive, which is great. Then we go to a back to another flashback, and this is where the rest of the episode takes place in the flashback. Uh, Boba, once they put him in the, Boba Fett. In the suit, yeah. Yep, Boba Fett and uh, the Rodian, they help the child Tuscan Raider. They go off with him. Uh, I'm assuming he it's takes a child. I'm assuming it's a child and not just a small adult. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, it's actually, um, what's his name? <laughs> um, Willow, because he's always in the Star Wars. War- Warwick Davis. Yeah, there it is. No, so he's taking them on a, on a journey. Mm-hmm. They're walking with ropes and they're going out to get water they also have the dog with them they're going yeah the, the master. They, they they they're going out to dig up water pellets but before they get there they stumble across what looks like uncle owen and Aunt Peru's moisture it's not their farm. place it's, it's it just isn't. a different moisture farm yeah. but it looks very similar to it uh and we get to see a gang which i believe is the same gang from the mandalorian i don't know i read that somewhere i heard that somewhere and well, they tagged the building with a, a justice league symbol jl <laughs> Of nice. uh, uh, interesting theory that I heard out there, and I don't know if it, I, I doubt it's going to be true, but there was a theory that Boba Fett was the one who came down and disintegrated Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. It, it was him that did that. No, it's the stormtroopers. Now, 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 yes, that's what they said. But they, there was there's a theory, a fan theory out there that that was it. Now, in the new canon of Star Wars, in the book. Boba Fett doesn't actually show up to Tatooine because he's on his way to try to find R2-D2 or something. He doesn't actually show up to the planet until after uh, Amber and Uncle Owen have died. That's in the books, though, but they can change that around at any point and say, you know what, that new canon is still not canon. You know? So they could change well, that. Well, we saw but, him in the, the only special edition. We see him in the spe- special edition with Jabba. The only reason he's I... confronting Han Solo. The only reason I bring this up is because the... You're right, Jerry. But the only reason I bring this up is because the look on Boba Fett's face when he's looking at the people being murdered, I'm assuming they're dead, is, you know, of, of grief, of regret, or of something. It's not a look of... He has a look on his face, and I think we'll like, find out exactly what you don't Like, you is. don't kill somebody if you don't need to kind of a thing. Exactly. Yeah, and also, so, there, no, was moisture, we'll there was happens. actually water. There was water right there, and so the, and next, obviously, they're going to go and get these plants out of the ground. I'm like, or you could just walk up there where the one guy's dead and just take the water that's coming right <laughs> out of the ground. No, they need to walk out far and get the pellets out of the ground. 
And while they're digging for the pellets, the Rodian discovers Goro from Mortal Kombat. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, they find a new uh, beast. I don't have the name of the new beast. I don't know if they've released it or not. It looks like it kind of looks like a Martian from John uh, John Carp uh, John Carter Ghost of uh, no, John Carter of Mars. Yeah, John Carter of Mars. It kind of looks like one of those creatures. So he kills the and, Rodian. Yep, that kill, the creature kills the Rodian. Stupid Rodian. And uh, they end up having a fight, and Boba ends up killing it using the same way that Leia strangled Jabba. He uses the chain to strangle this new creature, which is a nice little throwback. Yes. He saves the kid. They end up going back to the clan, carrying the head, and it looks like Boba is accepted is into the accepted. clan. Yes. And, and the, that uh, yeah, is the, where the, the, the one guy ends. comes over and brings him a drink. Yep. Here, have some water. And that is where the episode ends. Uh, we, get there. <laughs> we obviously end with some great, you know, uh, I don't know what you'd call the art. Concept work, art. The, the, Concept yeah, art. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. I, here's a question for you. Because obviously there was at one time a Boba Fett movie, a treatment. There's, you know, there were scripts and all this other stuff mm-hmm. ri- written. Is some and a, lot of of this, that, a lot of that went to, apparently went to Mandalorian. Possibly, and also maybe some of this backstory, maybe the backstory elements are from that, and obviously the new stuff with Fennec Shen isn't. I'm, I'd be curious, you know, I like if that. there's I like any that information thought. that comes out there. So, having talked about it, what are your thoughts? Is it still weak? I'll, st- I'll still watch it. I just... Oh, it's big of you. I hope they, you know, some of the stuff we see in this episode will be even better after seeing the next episode. You know, like... That there, if you're like you're right, it's a long movie, and that you can't get everything in hour one, and the foreshadowing and the stuff we're gonna learn about the past is gonna come back into play. But right now, I think it is a lower like take the Mandalorian. It's one of the if I was to put it with those, it's one of the weaker episodes outside of the Sarlacc pit. The Sarlacc pit was pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah. Again, again, there was less. I don't know if the show needed to, you know, open bigger. It the ratings for this, as far as however we can track ratings for this, was bigger than Hawkeye. Uh, and the you know the question is, is will we look back at this and go, this was the start to big, 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 big? We'll we'll find out. It's so funny that you say op- open bigger because the season two premiere of Mandalorian, they actually shot a lot of that with the IMAG, right? Because uh, they the, thought I, it was going to premiere I, at the IMAX. IMAX. before. But COVID, that episode, planning on doing that. That episode was huge. That had that huge battle, right? Compare it and though the, to the first to episode this. of The Mandalorian. The first first episode. Well, we didn't know yeah. what to expect from that first first episode, and so I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but this one, this is Boba Fett. Like this should have been. I mean, the Starlight Pit was great, but this should have even had more. Instead of just the big fight against Goro at the end. Well, we'll find out. There's all rumors out there that there's going to be, you know, reveals. Who is this mayor that we haven't seen? And who are these other characters? And will there be other animated characters brought into this? Or, or even, you know, will we see a I heard digital, a, you know, a Han Solo? Or oh, who knows? okay. That was the one I, I haven't heard. heard anything. I haven't heard anything. I, 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 don't heard, I heard, No, anything. no, I didn't hear anything either. But that was the one, like, theory I heard was that maybe we'll get a uh, Han Solo appearance and i was like well, like actual harrison ford we'll find out to do the voice or something the same way like luke, the same way uh uh we got luke and yeah. the mandalorian 
I was like, Ooh. well, our podcast officially went longer than the episode now, but I think we wanted to <laughs> give a little bit of a backstory on all this. I don't think we'll do this every time. I think this was giving our Boba Fett theories and talk about that. So thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I solid start, not as good as everything else we've seen, but you know, it's there, you know, you know, it, or will it turn out to be uh, Robert Rodriguez just can't make anything as good as Desperado again. I don't know. We'll find oh, out. Yeah. I'll keep going with right. this as well, and I'm excited well, to see where yeah. it goes. I'm excited to okay. see where it goes. We will keep going. All right. Uh, and they also moved uh, Morbius the Living Vampire away, so it's now in April. It's farther away. So and I don't know what's happening to this, but <laughs> we're coming back. Uh, we'll be back for more of this. And until then, I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time.